The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Seven of the top eight players in half PPR last year, not including quarterbacks, were running backs. So will this draft be RB heavy in the first two rounds? Does format even matter when you ask that question? We're doing a live mock draft. Welcome. We haven't done one of these in a while. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Tuesday afternoon, you'll hear this on Wednesday. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, Jamie Eisenberg. All right. Got to get to the... Yeah, rock on, Dave. I see you. I see you, man. Uh, Got to get to the news and notes real quick. So I'm going to read four headlines, and you guys can react. One, Antonio Brown sort of retired on Instagram. It's happened before. Two, Sean McVay talked about being running back by committee. He even referenced the 49ers. Speaking of the 49ers, number three, Raheem Mostert. Seems like they're working things out. Looks like he's probably staying with San Francisco. And four, there will be no preseason for the NFL. There will be sort of an extended training camp. All right, it's a lot of stuff, guys. React. I actually love the preseason. I love watching the games and watching deep into the fourth quarter to try and find players who could be diamonds in the rough. So I will probably be one of six people on the planet that will miss the preseason this year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to give Heath credit because he's had this, um, this opinion on the rookies this entire off season that if uh, you don't get a chance to have them work, um, I don't speak for you, Heath, but I'm interpreting your, your opinion uh, that they're, they're not going to be really good for fantasy. So uh, you haven't had them ranked very high. Um, I, I made that reflective in my rankings as well. So I dropped all, all the rookies significantly um, because I do think it's going to be a very, very sluggish and slow start for them uh, given the scenarios. Now injuries will change that. So, you know, if we have an injury to any of the guys that the, the running backs are playing behind or, or the receivers, you know, the receivers weren't, weren't really high for me anyway, but um, the running backs, uh, I dropped Edwards Hilaire almost around and a half. I dropped Taylor uh, almost around and a half. Uh, Acres and, and Swift uh, uh, around as well. So where, um, give so, me rounds, give me rounds for these guys. I'm sorry? Give me the rounds that you'd take them in now. Uh, Edwards Hilaire, I wouldn't take him to the end of round three. Uh, I wouldn't take uh, Jonathan Taylor to round five. I wouldn't take Acres and Swift until closer to round seven. Uh, Vaughn and Moss, I've dropped them as well. I just think it's going to be tough for them, you know, and, and I know, Keith, you've, you've talked about that. So again, kudos to you. Um, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I think it's just going to be rough. You know, no preseason is going to hurt them. Uh, the lack of offseason is going to hurt them. I'll go back to what Miles Sanders said to us about not having any work um, prior to training camp last year and, and maybe what that did to him and slowing him down to at the start of the year, if he may have had a better opportunity to push Jordan Howard off the field. So 
Uh, I think they're still going to be really good. I like Heath's take on, you know, buying in on them at the middle of the season. I think that's correct. But you can still draft them. Uh, you should still draft them, but you don't necessarily have to draft them as high. Jeez, Jamie, why don't you buy Heath a beer already? He's great. Was, He's the best. That was like one of my favorite segments in podcast. <laughs> no, but, but I do think, and I, I kind of tweeted about it earlier, like you just think about how many reps this year is Jonathan Taylor going to get an actual live action pass protection compared to past rookies when they've had OTAs, when they've had rookie camp, when they've had preseason games, when they've had training camp with pads. I mean, they're talking about no pads at practice for at least the first three weeks, August 17th. On the calendar, I believe, is the very first day, according to the NFL's most recent proposal, they would have pads. August 28th is what the players are still asking for. So, I mean, that's just a, a week and a half before the season. I just, I still think Taylor and Clyde edwards Lair could be Miles Sanders-like league winners in the second half of the season. But I don't think they're going to be very fun to roster in the first half of the year. The, the thing about it is they're, they're all in situations where the guys that they're competing with are good players. They're, they may not be great players, but they're good players. Damian Williams was obviously fantastic in the Super Bowl and what he did in the playoffs for the Chiefs. Marlon Mack was a thousand yard rusher for the Colts last year. Carryon Johnson's had flashes of brilliance when he's been healthy, but that's the biggest thing is his health. And so, you know, you just go on and on and on. It's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about all these guys to the same level that I was, but I'm just not, I, you can't draft them to the same way. That's just the, the way you have to approach it. It's, just, it's very difficult to say, that I'm going to, like for me, I can't take Edward Solaire over Aaron Jones or Chris Carson or, uh, you know, guys that are in established situations, as messy as it may be, and the hope that those guys are still going to be great at the end of the season. It's just in the early part of the year, it's going to be frustrating. May I make two counter arguments? Um, I'll allow it. Yeah, thank you, Adam. One, isn't this altered offseason going to hurt everybody? Now, I'm not saying that like veterans who have been in the year in the NFL for three plus years are, are the same as a rookie who's never been in the NFL, but I would imagine that there would be a bit of a curve for those guys because they haven't been playing football. So maybe they're going to not necessarily be in the best shape either. And number two, when, when you think about a rookie playing in preseason action, how many snaps are they playing, especially a running back? How many snaps? But it's all of it, though, Dave. It's 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 not just preseason. It might be thirty snaps he played last it's year. It's the entire spectrum of no offseason, limited training camp work, no preseason work, and again, it's not like like all around. I, I don't know if it's it's going to ding the rookies. I don't disagree with you. Like Josh Jacobs last year walked into you knew he was the starter for the Raiders. Yeah, we were none of, none of these guys are walking into. They are the starter for their respective team. Maybe Acres just because of the uncertainty there. But after the report that we got today, like Adam read, he's not guaranteed anything. Oh, I, I, I wish all the drafts that I took Daryl Henderson in counted because yeah. I've taken him in so many drafts. And I, I believe that he has a, a chance. And now, so, so one side is, yeah, the rookies are falling. Let's see where the veterans go. Let's get into this draft because maybe Damian Williams is going to become, who knows, maybe he's going to become like a fourth round pick. Let's see, let's see. Um, all right. So we, we, no, I, I was, I'm sorry. As the draft goes on, I still take the rookies over the veteran guys. I don't know how you feel about it, Heath. I, I think I know how Dave feels. Well, not, like, Dobbins, I'm not, drafting not Dobbins, right? Carry on Johnson over DeAndre Swift yet. I'm not there. I'm not drafting Mac over Taylor. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm certainly not drafting Williams over Edwards Hilaire, but they're closer by leaps and bounds to where I was post NFL draft for sure. Right. Okay. But Dobbins is still behind Ingram. Yes. Right. Right. That's the easy one. All right, so let's see where let's see where they go. But let's get into this draft here. It's half PPR. We already had a controversial pick, and it was Heath's. Oh my gosh, uh, the first 
five picks were you know pretty easy. McCaffrey, Barkley, Michael Thomas went third. This is half PPR. Three three receivers. Yes. Uh, yeah, three receivers and a flex. All right. So, um, okay, sorry. McCaffrey, Barkley, Michael Thomas, Kamara, Zeke. Heath took Derrick Henry over Dalvin Cook. Darren, Dalvin Cook had, I think, 35 more catches than Henry in one fewer game. They were almost tied in terms of points per game, almost identical last year. Why did you take Derrick Henry's six instead of Dalvin Cook? Well, I went and looked in this format last year, and they were very close. I believe Derrick Henry was the number two running back, and Dalvin Cook was number three on a per-game basis. Um, But Derrick Henry is also better the year before, even though he really only had four great games. It's two years in a row Henry's been better on a per-game basis, and Henry has not missed this five or six games that Dalvin Cook has over the past two years. So I just had a hard time making the argument for Cook. Okay. but I mean, Henry... Henry only had six good games last year. What? Look at his game log. That can't be. Henry had... I think he had like 10 good games. Half PPR. I'll I'll say seven, but I'm looking at like the monster games. He had 27 and a half in week one, 22 and a half in week nine, 31 in week 10, 26 and a half in week 12, 20 and a half in week 13, 22 and a half. I mean, some monster games, you know, uh, give him the 39 in, in week 17 too. I don't know. He seemed pretty consistent. Yeah. I mean, I remember he didn't really have great games when he didn't score. He had he had three games below ten non PPR points last year. Yeah, he's he's really oh, he's definitely more consistent, consistent. Than, than than Cook. But I don't know. Yeah, the beginning of the season wasn't that great for Derrick Henry. I I, I understood twenty seven non PPR points in week one. <laughs> You're right. That's not good. No, no. After he, that though, but it was like the first like eight games. Derrick Henry was like RB ten or something like that. He was good, not great. Right. Uh, um. I, w- I thought Henry might go ahead of Cook in non-PPR. I was surprised to see it in PPR. Um, half PPR. Uh, half PPR. Uh, I, was, I was surprised yeah. to see it in half PPR. Let's keep going in the draft. It was Dalvin Cook, seven. Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, <clears throat> Tyreek Hill. All right, pretty standard round one. Kenyon Drake, first pick of round two. Then Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, that was Heath taking more. I took Godwin. Jamie took Kittle. I'm always right in the middle of Jamie and Heath or Jamie and Dave, two of the three. Oh, every time. It's very strange. Jamie took Kittle. Then Clyde edwards Elair, 22 overall. All right. That's bad. No good, right? Too high. I mean, it was okay like 24 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been slowly downgrading him as this process has gone along. Like he was early round three for me, and then I just basically dropped him another half round. Look, we, we, we talked on the last podcast about how important upside is and going for upside. Clyde Edwards-Alaire's upside is what Kareem Hunt did as a rookie. I don't, I don't have a problem with taking a late second. Do you think Kareem Hunt would have done that if Spencer Ware had stayed healthy? Yes, because Spencer Ware was not a great running back. Now, well, I'll tell you what, we don't know. I think Damian Williams is a better running back than Spencer Ware was. But it does, I, we still haven't seen Damian Williams put up great numbers consistently and certainly not for very long periods of time in the regular season. Go back to go. I do. Here's a homework assignment, Jamie, go back and listen to what you said about Edwards Alaire when he got drafted. I, I, oh, I, I love him. I hate this. You were absolutely right. 
that the upside was there and there's a reason why they took this guy and that he does have great potential. And yeah, you know, it does suck that there, there's no offseason workouts, but the one position that it's easy to just plop right into because you're doing the same thing you've been doing since college and high school is running back. But not in pass protection. Not pass protection. That's not fine. in the passing game that's, at all. That's fair, but I don't think we were counting on Edwards Hilaire to be a great pass protection. Well, he better be or he's going to be a complete bust in the second round because well, he's not getting 15 plus carries again. He's not getting the work that he needs to prepare for that. That's the problem. And so, it, it, again, I'll I'll. Reference the Miles Sanders conversation. He said it didn't happen for him until the start of training camp. And so there was another back who we didn't think was very good playing in front of him. And it didn't happen until he got hurt. Jamie, six, six points for passing in a touchdown. Very similar type of offense. I have to hate to interrupt. So, six, six point for passing touchdown? Yes. All right. Had to take Mahomes here. I would not have done that if it had been four. All right, I sorry, I want to focus you back on the overall, Adam. Nice job. Uh, thank you. So, okay, we're, we're midway through round three. The picks are flying off the board. I want to say that the news about um, the, no preseason, and yeah, I, I think it's a downgrade for the rookie running backs, got me a, a little go, going away from two RBs in the first two rounds. And, and it's always, for me, it's always the Aaron Jones conundrum. Do I want to make him my second round pick? Because at that point in the second round, um, when he took DJ Moore and I took Chris Godwin, Nick Chubb had just gone and Joe Mixon was gone and he was a first round pick. Josh Jacobs was gone. So Aaron Jones is the next running back. So for me, Heath, I don't know about for you, but for me, it was Godwin. Or D- it was Godwin. For you, it was DJ Moore. But I was deciding between those guys and Aaron Jones. The fact that I feel like I'm going to be able to take Damian Williams in maybe round five or take more of the Mac and maybe round seven or something like that and feel better about my RB depth. Um, it helped me go away from running back and. I have one running back through three picks, which is really weird for me. But I don't know, man. For me, Heath, it's always like the Aaron Jones conundrum where I, I just I couldn't take him over Chris Godwin. You couldn't take him over DJ Moore. Yeah, I was actually thinking DJ Moore or George Kittle. So I wasn't really considering a running back at that spot. I, like when Chubb went, I kind of felt like we were out of running backs that I wanted right. to take at that spot. Right. I think it, like first off, I'm pretty happy getting Chris Carson in round three, which is what I did here. But I I think you're okay if you get one of the however like top five or six, seven running backs, you get a, a stud running back in round one, and then you really build great wide receivers, tight ends, maybe even a quarterback. I think you can play with that number two running back a little bit if you're elite everywhere else and you have one really good running back at the top. All right, Aaron Jones was the last pick of round two. It went Edward Zelaer, then Juju, then Jones. Here's round three, Evans, Phelan, Cooper Cup, Jamie took Ridley, I took Mahomes, Heath took Carson. Ben took Jonathan Taylor. All right, I can't wait to get Ben on the show tomorrow because I know he's not going to agree with anything we've said so far. Jonathan Taylor, mid-round three. Um, Kenny Galladay to Ben Schrager. It was hard for me to not pick Kenny Galladay, by the way, in round three. Um, Lamar Joe, James Conner. So I want to talk about James Conner versus Chris Carson in a moment. Um, Lamar Jackson, Todd Gurley, and A.J. Brown. And we're done with three rounds. But uh, I have an email here I'd like to read. Give me a moment. Um, okay, from JP. It says, Dear Eli, Marshawn, Garion, Denzel, Jeff, and Damon. Those feel like Ohio State players. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eli Apple, Marshawn Lattimore, Garion Conley. Okay. Um, I recently took part in a mock draft. I got to the point where I was debating Clyde Edwards, Elair, James Conner, and Chris Carson. I ended up taking Edwards, Elair, but I was grateful... It wasn't the real draft because I was not confident in my decision. Can you discuss these three players, CEH, James Conner, and Chris Carson? I, 
I think they have very similar upsides. I could see any of the three of them finishing as top 12 running backs. Um, it's just that Clyde Edwards Elaire is in a, a more perilous situation. Like the, Connor and Carson both have the injury concerns. Um, Clyde Edwards Elaire might not have a starting role on your fantasy team until week five or later. If they all hit, Edwards Elaire will be the best of the trio. Big well, okay. So how many of them? do you feel comfortable taking in round three when we've got, look at the wide receivers that went in round three. You've got Evans, Thielen, Cup, Ridley, uh, Galladay, A.J. Brown, and Allen Robinson was the first pick of round four as Chris Towers is on the clock and he has eight seconds in the second pick of round four and he's going to auto pick probably. Thank you, Chris, which is fine because I need more time here. Um, you've got great wide receivers. Those running backs, like how, who are the running backs that you feel okay with in round three when you're deciding between them and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in our case? I know they don't fall that far in other drafts, but uh, the top two quarterbacks and some truly elite wide receivers. You basically named them. Edward Zilaire, if he makes it to round three, I'd, he'd be a good pick. And I think Carson and Connor, I, I think you know kind of what the expectation is with them and that you know, at least in the case of Carson, each of the last two years, the production's been great. Connor two years ago was great. He was on pace for a big year last year until he got hurt. They all have their flaws. None of them are perfect. That's why they're going in round three. And in fact, the only reason why they're going in round three is because they're running backs and that position is thin and people are kind of reaching up for them in a perfect world where there's more running backs. I don't know if they'd make it in round three. I think they'd be closer to round four. I was thrilled to get Connor just now thrilled in round three. So let's, so Dave, you're on the clock. Let's look at Dave's team through three rounds. Uh, 15. Sorry, Dave, Hmm. go ahead. I'll give your team. You have Connor, Miles Sanders and Deandre Hopkins and 10 seconds to make your pick. I've chosen Melvin Gordon over Tyler Lockett. That's three running backs in a half PPR league with three wide receivers and a flex. Yep, that's okay. I can find wide receivers later. All right. Listen, I want to have that running back position as locked up as best as I can. I want to feel good about it when I get out of my draft. The fact that it's not full PPR helps me feel better about taking Melvin Gordon, who I don't love. Like The way I felt about Carson and Connor in round three, it's the way I feel about Melvin Gordon in round four. I don't love him, but he's a running back who might touch the ball 15-plus times a game. He's in an offense that's pretty good. Maybe he can come close to the averages that he hit last year. Okay. Heath um, just picked after – all right, let me, let me go through round four. Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, Melvin Gordon, Odell Beckham, Tyler Lockett. Heath took Mark Andrews 43rd. Um, 43rd. Yeah, I took Terry McLaurin. Jamie took David Johnson. Ooh, that's an interesting... Dave, what do you think of that stretch? Because I think Robinson, Woods, Cooper, Gordon, Beckham, Lockett, pretty normal to see them in round four. Then Mark Andrews, Terry McLaurin, David Johnson. Those were our picks. Heath, me, Jamie. What do you think? It makes me happy to take Melvin Gordon because now I know that running back is really starting to dwindle. And especially in a non-full PPR, David Johnson just doesn't have the same type of appeal in round four that he would for me. If it's all right, round five, I can settle from there. I don't mind McLaurin here and I don't mind Andrews here either. I think that Andrews is pretty much going to go in this spot in every single draft. And McLaurin, look, I mean, until the end of last year, he was pretty good. And the more that Washington can do to surround 
their offense with good pass catchers, the more big plays that I think we can expect him to make. I think he's a terrific number two receiver. And look, I don't have a problem with that pick in round four at all. I I wonder also, and this may be making too much out of it, but one of the things I thought about this morning was like how much does it matter for Scott Turner with a second-year quarterback in Dwayne Haskins and an inexperienced group like he has in terms of wide receivers. And like we're going to get to the middle of August before his offense runs plays against an actual defense. Right. It's a good That's terrifying. That ter- that scares me more than the rookies and them being acclimated. That doesn't scare me more than the rookies, but it does it does worry me a little bit with them and with in Carolina, like where Scott Turner was with with Joe Brady. And a new quarterback, and they, they're they going to – it's a little bit – they may have a rough start to the year. Not just that, too. Cam Newton going to New England, and he hasn't been in the same meeting room as Josh McDaniels. Maybe they've Zoomed a few times, but he hasn't been on the field with them, that's for sure. I think any situation where you've got players who are expected to be impact offensive stars going to new teams, they could be in almost the exact same boat as the rookies with the exception being that they've been around the block in the NFL. They know exactly what training camp is like, what it's like to be on the field and play. So it's not the same thing, but there's still going to be a discomfort level and some growing pains. All right. I'm going to be kind of a jerk here. Start a little controversy. I feel like Jamie is uh, just like not really picking players. He likes that much. I don't really know. Like I don't love David Johnson around four and Fournette in round five. I feel like that you don't really like those picks. I don't really I like, like the team. Spots. I think your team, I think your team stinks, bro. How can you criticize Leonard Fournette in round five? Like, what? When do you think Leonard Fournette should be drafted? You think I don't Chris think you should, ta- I don't like think you should have taken David Johnson around four and Leonard Fournette in round five. Guess what? He's loading up on running backs. Yeah, well, don't load up on running backs if they're not good. You just talked about Dave yeah. how you were happy to get Melvin Gordon because yep. you just saw a drop off in running back. Well, he's got David Johnson, and Leonard Fournette. Neither of these guys have shown that they're very good lately. They both could be bad. Um, well, I mean, you know, for they're both in different circumstances than they were in last year. I don't think that if Fournette was coming off the year that he had and we had the offseason that he was dealing with, that he would be falling this far. And really, we're more down on Leonard Fournette than the industry is down on Leonard Fournette. So we're smart. Um, do I do I love Leonard Fournette? No. Do I love Leonard Fournette's potential in round five? Yes. Well, I don't know. I just, I'm surprised you didn't take like DJ Chark or DK Metcalf or Marquise Brown. You know, I'm the lowest guy, I think, on Leonard Fournette. And that was six spots after I have him ranked. And he was the number seven running back in fantasy. And he was just drafted in the fifth round. Like there is zero room to criticize that pick. It's and the so combination. What does he have to do to return value on a round five pick? Like if he gets you a thousand total yards and five or six touchdowns. I'd be shocked if he played 16 games if he's under 1,000 total yards. No, oh yeah, but he was number nine. I'd be shocked in the, if he played 16 games. He, he was, doesn't necessarily do that. Every he was year. number nine in this format. He had 76 catches, and they just brought in Chris Thompson. So the catches are obviously going down. But I'm just saying, like, I don't mind David Johnson and Leonard Fournette separately. I was surprised you took both of them because I don't feel like you're too enthusiastic about either of them. And there were wide receivers that I know you're enthusiastic about on the board. So I was just surprised that you went with those two running backs yeah, back to you back. Yeah, playing it out, see what's going to come back to me. All right. Um, let's catch up. Guys on the that draft. are going to get the type of workload that David Johnson and Leonard Fournette are going to get are not going to come back to me in the next turn. The end of round four. That's fair. The end of round four after David Johnson, Ertz, 
Le'Veon Bell, Keenan Allen. We're almost done with round five. Hilton, Sutton. This is going to be a fun wide receiver round. Some good ones. Hilton, Sutton, DeAndre Swift, Fournette. I took Singletary. Jamie took AJ Green, or he took AJ Green. Ben took Stefan Diggs. Mark Ingram to Ben Schrager. DK Metcalf to Dave. David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, 60th overall. There he is in round five again. The very end. I, uh, I'm starting to think it's not a bad move after all. I'm starting to warm up. Oh, man. Marquise Brown, you are going to be on my team in like seven picks if nobody takes him. Ben takes him before you do. Damian Williams, you are going to be on my team. Heath, I'm telling you who's in my queue. I'm just giving it away. Uh, but you're not up for six picks anyway. So yeah. through it, let's, let's give our teams. Let's give our teams through five picks. Jamie, with the fourth overall pick, what do you got so far? Uh, Alvin Kamara, George Kittle, Calvin Ridley, David Johnson, and Leonard Fournette. All right. I have the fourth pick. I have Ezekiel Elliott, Devin Singletary, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Godwin, and Terry McLaurin. Not in that order, by the way. Um, so Mahomes, Zeke, Singletary, Godwin, and McLaurin. You have the fifth pick. I have the sixth pick. Oh, sorry. And I have Derek Henry, Chris Carson, DJ Moore, AJ Green, and Mark Andrews. And I got Miles Sanders at ninth overall. Round two came back DeAndre Hopkins. Round three, James Conner. Round four, Melvin Gordon. And round five, DK Metcalf. I love this start. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. That's great, but I have the best team of the four of us. So far. Draft ain't over yet, bud. <laughs> well, you didn't have to agree. Hey, I have uh, something more important to tell you about, guys. New sponsor, baby. Love this sponsor. We've got Cuts Clothing, and I love Cuts Clothing so much, I am actually wearing a Cuts shirt today, and I wore one on Saturday as well. If you're on YouTube, youtube.com slash today, you can see my shirt, my Cuts Clothing. Let me tell you why Cuts is the only shirt worth wearing, and first, let me tell you about the offer. 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash FFT. Check out all of their styles, crew, v-neck, polos, so many great shirts, so comfortable and so versatile. Cutsclothing.com slash FFT. Now I mentioned versatility, guys. Cuts Clothing has completely changed the game. Their t-shirt has enough quality and style to wear in the office, on a date or anywhere in between. And I'll tell you, uh, over the weekend, we had my son's birthday. So I knew we were going to be outside. It was going to be hot as heck. But we were going to be taking pictures. We we're going to be with, with some family. I needed to look good, but I wanted to be comfortable. I wanted to be casual. I've got four shirts from Cuts Clothing. I wore one of those. It was great. Just, you know, looked really good and felt really good. And, and that's why Cuts Clothing is perfect for, you know, a casual family event that you want to look good for or going to work or something like that. So uh, let me tell you why. It's the only shirt worth wearing. It's loved by your favorite athletes, your entrepreneurs, and even your podcast hosts. Seems like everyone is wearing Cuts these days. Get 15% off your first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash FFT. That is CutsClothing.com slash FFT for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Oh, I'm on the clock. All right, what do we got so far in this round? We've got Cam Akers, Deshaun Watson, Raheem Mostert, DJ Chark to Dave, Tyler Boyd, Marquise Brown to Ben, and Damian Williams to Heath. Okay, cue is clear. <laughs> um, well, that sucks. Let's see the wide receivers. You need it. Oh, see, this is where taking Patrick Mahomes 
might sting a little yeah. bitty bit. You're right. When when you're at a spot, this is how I feel. When when you're at a spot where you don't like any running backs, receivers, tight ends, that's obvious. See if there's a value at quarterback. Take the quarterback. And I think Dak is still there. I'm guessing they're all there except for the top it's been two. A nice time to take Dak Prescott. Wow. What? Will Fuller yeah. round six. Will Fuller, 68th overall. Like, I would not ever criticize anyone else's pick ever again. <laughs> Why? Who would you have taken? Um, well, I'm kind of hoping he comes back to me. So come on, you we'll got it for the listeners. I would have taken Devontae Parker over Will Fuller for sure. Yes. Like, why, you why were would hoping you take... that Will Fuller could turn into Devontae Parker. This you year. you're hoping that Devontae Parker can turn into Preston Williams. Um, I, I think Preston Williams could play 16 games and Devontae Parker still likely to outscore Will Fuller by another 50 fantasy points. All right. I thought I'd get some heat for that. That's fine. I can deal with that. After Fuller, Jamie took Parker, Dak Prescott off the board, Jarvis Landry, Darren Waller, Julian Edelman, Evan Ingram. Are we in uh, the time where you got to make a decision about tight end now? If you don't have, I know Heath has one. Jamie has one. Dave, you don't have one, right? Don't have one. There might be one in my queue. If you've been listening to our podcast all offseason, you might know who that name is. So but yeah, gonna... round seven's a great time to start looking for that tight end. Well, Waller yeah. and Ingram are gone, so I'm going to sit it out, Dave. I'm going to wait. I'm going to take a late tight end, I think. Not a bad plan. There's enough. There are enough intriguing ones to go around. Do you consider Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks a part of the friendship strategy? And why would you prefer Fuller to Cooks? <laughs> um, I think Fuller is is more familiar with Sean Watson, which which counts. That's, I that's I, I actually moved Fuller up and Cooks down a little bit today. Um, so I agree with that. But I stuff you know I, when I, I did that, they were back to back. I'll tell you, yeah, I, I think either pick would have been justifiable. If you take away both of their rookie seasons, and and Fuller's rookie season was with Brock Osweiler, Fuller's actually had a higher yards per target in his career than Brandon Cooks. Well, that's easy. Or has a much higher field. When you have DeAndre Hopkins on the other side and you only catch three or four passes a game, it's easy to have a higher yards per target. Okay, but Brandon Cooks has been in a top five passing offense every year of his career. So let's see what what he does when he's not on that. Uh, I'm sorry, I got to make a pick. I hate this. Why wouldn't you take Cooks here? No. Between the two of them... One should be okay each week. You just have to figure no, out. Which oh, one. I ran out of time, Jamie. I know who I want. Just back it out. You don't want the Steelers. <laughs> I don't deals. want the Steelers. <laughs> they were auto picked for you in round seven. Is that not? No, too early. Okay, too early. I like that pick. For you, I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins here, seventy seventh. Uh, sorry about that. I think that's a good pick. And he's one I like Dobbins is one that I don't really think I will move down again. I'll probably move the other rookies a little bit more because my was ranking it based on a relatively normal training camp. Um, but Dobbins, I didn't really expect to take over until mid season if he does anyway. So I think this is a good spot for him. Michael Gallup is the receiver. I almost took last round to, I would um, to take a few rounds ahead of Wolf great pick personally. Yeah, it was a good one. So after Evan Ingram went in this round, round seven, it was Tyler Higby. Jamie took Russell Wilson. I took the Steelers, but then I really took J.K. Dobbins. Heath took Michael Gallup. Ben took Kyler Murray. Yeah. And but other Ben Schrager took Mar. Oh, Marlon Mack is still on. The- oh, what the hell? How did I miss him? That's who I should have taken instead of Dobbins. I am sorry about that. 
Dave took Hunter Henry. You apologizing? Is your team? You apologizing? <laughs> well, apologizing to his soul to the listeners. Sorry, listeners. It's very tough to host and draft. Built-in excuses, though. Those are good. Marvin Jones off the board after Dave took Hunter Henry. Um, I got an email I want to read here. It's about Devin Singletary, who I took in round five. It is from Mitch. Subject, Devin Singletary, ultimate Azer stat. Now, this is an ultimate Azer stat because it's a sample size thing, and it was actually incorrect. Um, if you take Devin Singletary's last nine games and give him a 16-game pace, you get 256 carries. He had 1,125 yards. It was actually 1,175 yards. That's 4.6 yards per carry plus 53 catches and 430 yards. The only players to rush for at least 1,000 yards, above 4.5 yards per carry, and catch at least least 50 passes since 2018 are Dalvin Cook, Zeke, McCaffrey, Gurley, and Barkley. Which And so he's saying Singletary did that basically in his last nine games on that pace. Uh, he wasn't. He was close, but he was only on pace for 46 catches and 377 yards. But he did finish really strong. And by the way, that includes the postseason, that one playoff game. He had a lot of catches. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? You know, for me, it was Singletary versus like David Montgomery, Mark Ingram. Um, thoughts on Singletary this year? Could he rise to the top of that that tier? He gets more attractive with uh, the lack of work that Zach Moss is going to get. So, you know, again, it's a, it's a lot of the same conversation that, I think Singletary is going to walk in as the leader of the running back group. Will he finish as the leader? That's the, the question you have to ask yourself. And so um, the lack of work for, for Moss is going to, you know, probably take hold until maybe the middle of the season. So Singletary could be another guy that gets you off to a good start. By the way, we're about to reach the point in the draft. We're in round eight where the rookie wide receivers typically go. Are we being hard on the rookie wide receivers too, dropping them? They always get off the slow starts for the most part, anyway. So yeah, this is going to hurt them even more. Yeah, kind of like kind of like a Dobbin's situation. I probably won't move them as much as I've moved the early guys, but there'll be a little dip. Okay. All right. So let's catch up on some of the later latest picks here. Uh, after Will Fuller and Michael Gallup, or no, sorry, after J.K. Dobbins and Michael Gallup, it was Kyler Murray, Marlon Mack, Hunter Henry, Marvin Jones, Brandon Cooks, and Deontay Johnson to finish round seven. Keyshawn Vaughn. And I think that Bomber also took Ronald Jones. So he has both Bucks backs. That's nice. Christian Kirk. Not to Ben, by the way. Darius Geis. Dave took Darius Slayton. Ooh, Darius and Darius back to back. That's cool. Hayden Hurst to Shaggy B. Debo Samuel to Ben Gretsch. And Heath is on the clock. Let's take a look at Heath's team, ladies and gentlemen. Heath has no quarterback. Derek Henry and Chris Carson. A.J. Green, D.J. Moore, Michael Gallup, Mark Andrews, and his flex is Damian Williams. What are you going to do? Let's see if he sticks with the not going to take a rookie theme. Although by round eight, I think you can, if you do. There's not a rookie. I'm going to go ahead and do this. I feel like my receiving core is long on upside, but short on floor. And so Jamison Crowder is probably the number one wide receiver for the Jets, was on a pretty great pace with Sam Darnold last year. That slot wide receiver, generally the most prominent piece of an Adam Gase offense. And uh, I feel like he doesn't have a lot of upside, but I'll be fine plugging him in in a given week for one of those wide receivers. Okay. All right. All right. Anything you guys want to add about the I would draft? I running back. And added to the running back depth. 
Henry and Carson are studs. No question about it. And if you want to handcuff them later, you could. Damian Williams, I, I know you guys like him better than I do, but I still would have gone. Zach Moss would have been my pick here to to add to that running back group. Do you think I should take him player. as the Singletary owner over carry on Johnson? Could. Absolutely could. I'm not going to. No. Okay. no. I don't think that's one of those um, premier handcuff situations. Jamie takes Sterling Shepard. We're going to do a points per game segment next week. Sterling Shepard. What was the stat I had? Sterling Shepard averaged more points per game than uh, Cortland Sutton, I believe. In full I think it's uh, the seven yeah. games he played with Daniel Jones. He was 14.6 PPR points per game, and in six of those, he had nine or more targets. Oh, wow, that's a pretty good stat. 13.6 PPR overall for Shepard. Okay. So this is round hey. eight. Still no rookie receivers. All right. Keyshawn Vaughn, Christian Kirk, Darius Geis, Darius Slayton, Hayden Hurst, Debo Samuel, Jamison Crowder, Daryl Henderson, Sterling Shepard, Zach Moss, Tariq Cohen. Um, Anybody want to comment on their teams, how the draft has gone so far for you? Love my quarterback so far. Do you have one? No. Well, it's an interesting turn. Marone just did. Ooh, I, I don't like it. I do. You don't like it in round eight and nine? Nope. It's a waste of a pick. Howard and Breida? There's Why? He's got, got one number two running back. Dude, <laughs> like the Dolphins, the Dolphins, like, they're not going to be good. You, you, they're, if they're really going to split, like you need one of those players. He took, he took Howard and Breida. You need one of them to emerge. Like if they're splitting in the Dolphins backfield, you're not going to like it. But you're, I mean, you're basing it on what they were a year ago when they had... Patrick Laird and Miles Gaskin no. running the ball. I'm basing it on the fact that they went out and got Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. I think they like both of them, and they're going to use both of them. Don't you dare to leave Kalen Bellage out of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind taking the shot on, on the starter for a team this late in the draft, and maybe both are useful in half PPR. Why not take, why not take Carry on Johnson? Because Carry on Johnson will probably get like seven touches per game by October. You know what? Honestly, it was oh, I'm sorry. Fight. He won't. He won't. He'll be hurt. I, I should apologize. I was kind of having fun with it. It really it wasn't bad. Um, just just trying to spice things up. Okay, so Marone takes the two Dolphins guys at the 8-9 turn. Then James White goes. Then we are waiting for Tommy Tran to make a pick, and then it'll be Jamie on the clock. Um, I want to promote a few things while we have a moment. You can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. And get ready for baseball. Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer on Thursday. All week long, the Fantasy Baseball Today crew is getting you ready for the 60-game sprint and everything you need to know for week one matchups. And you can find Fantasy Baseball Today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to enjoy listening to podcasts. Um, all right, question from Stuart. Who do you think is going to fill the Melvin Gordon role? Won't quite be the Melvin Gordon role, but who do you prefer, guys? Josh Kelly or Justin Jackson? Josh Kelly for me, even though I'll, he's a rookie. Yeah, I'll take Jackson, but I don't feel strongly about it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one guy for a few weeks and another guy at a different time. Kelly by October. All right, Philip Lindsay off the board. Then Jamie took on Johnson. The rookie wide receivers have really got to go soon. But... Yeah, let's. I'm gonna take Anthony Miller. Oh, you take. Oh, you going friendship? 
Oh, you went Tevin Coleman. You, you yeah, should obvious one. Dude, I, yeah, I, was, Mike. I was back and forth between Coleman and Karrion Johnson. I was just hoping one of them made it back, and then I'd feel <laughs> fine with taking Crowder last round. Okay, because I thought maybe you had Michael Gallup, Heath. I thought maybe you'd go with uh, C.D. Lamb. If if Tevin Coleman and Karrion Johnson had both been gone, then I would have taken C.D. Lamb. Okay, well, Ben Gretsch did instead, right after you. So Tevin Coleman goes, when did Mostert go? Um, five round five maybe. Sounds right, Adam. Yes. Oh, Dave's on the clock. It's round nine. Look at the quarterbacks who are left: Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz. So, do you still feel super great about taking Mahomes where you did? No. Yeah. Look, these guys are going to continue to tumble, or you have to know that like a little bit of remorse. No, you have to know it happens every draft. If you're going to okay. draft Patrick Mahomes, you just have to know. Uh, round six for Mostert. Okay, so round six for Mostert, round nine for Coleman. But yeah, you have, to, you have to accept that you're missing out on quarterback value later. And I'm fine with it. Mahomes is Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And Dave took Antonio Gibson. Ooh, 105th overall, Antonio Gibson. Yes, sir. Interesting. I talked about him on uh, CBS Sports HQ on Tuesday, and he apparently liked what I said. He retweeted it. Nice. nice. What a suck up. Are you waiting for Heath to like like what you said about him at the start of the show? Just just flattering. I've I've already retweeted it. <laughs> uh, Rob Gronkowski goes. We're waiting for the end of round nine here. I'm gonna pick a team at random and then we're gonna dissect it. Let's pick. Uh, oh, let's pick Shraggy B. Why not Gretch? Okay, Shraggy's fine. Shraggy. I think we know Ben's team. Yeah, come on. Right. He hasn't picked Stafford yet. Wait, wait hold on. Do, do Shragger's team, and then I have no idea what Ben's team is, but you'll pull it up and see if I guess. Okay, okay. Shragger's got Mixon and Jacobs, Galladay, Beckham, and Tyler Boyd, Mark Ingram at flex, Hayden Hurst at tight end, plus Sony Michelle and Marlon Mack on the bench. Ooh, I like this team. It's a good I squad. Do. I do, too. This is my favorite squad yet in a mock. Yeah, this is really good, man. You went very running back heavy, but you still have Galladay, Beckham, Boyd. That's really good, and Hayden Hurst. So you'll you'll take advantage of that quarterback depth. All right, Ben Gretsch's team, Jamie, you are on the clock. Uh, the one I did see him take, Kyler Murray. He's got Kyler Murray. Uh huh. And he had the uh, seventh. He had the seventh pick right after Heath. Jonathan Taylor is on his team. Yep. Dalvin Cook. Correct. Uh. Well, you know his rounds one and three picks. Who was round two? Oh, three is AJ Brown. No, three was Taylor. Oh, three was Taylor. I'm sorry. Who was round two? Round two. Well, he took DJ Moore. So who did he pass? Who did he take over DJ Moore? Uh, <laughs> Kelsey? No. Uh, Nick Chubb. Oh, Chubb Feldman. Okay. Who are his three wide receivers? His three wide receivers. I know he took Marquise Brown. There's yep. one. Um, what is very Gretchen? Stephon Diggs. Yep. And who's the third one? Is it Christian Kirk? Has he taken him yet? <laughs> no, Chris Towers took him. Uh, he has Tyler Lockett. Oh. And he also has Debo and CeeDee Lamb on the bench. It's a lot of ease. Wait a little bit. Uh, yeah, so Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Tyler Lockett, Stephon Diggs, Marquise Brown, Jonathan Taylor at flex. No tight end yet. Debo Samuel and CeeDee Lamb on the bench. Um, all right, Austin Hooper's off the board. Mike Kosicki's off the board. He Bomber just took two tight ends on the turn. That's weird. Right? Why did he do yeah, that? Yeah, I think like weird or the real weird. 
I, no, that's I weird. do think like if this was a league we were playing out and it had our stand our standard waiver rules and we can't make Sunday ads, you probably need to draft two quarterbacks and two tight ends. I guess that's fine, but would you do it with picks nine and ten, or wouldn't you wait a few rounds? Well, I don't have a great that one, one later. Like those are kind of dart, those are pretty good dart throws. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in either though. I've really started to like Johnu Smith a lot more. I might have to take him here, but this is where you look at the roster grid and see who needs a tight end. Oh, 10 people have tight ends, so I'm going to wait. All right, Heath just took Alan Lazard. That was after Dave took Drew Brees. Schrager took John Brown. Ben Gretsch took Alexander Madison, and he has Dalvin Cook, so getting Madison 114th overall is pretty good. Uh, let's see. We still have Josh Kelly. We have A.J. Dillon. We have Reichwell Armstead. Some good running backs there. Jay, oh, we have a lot of rookie. All right, it's time, it's time for rookie run, wide receivers here. Got to go with uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Greatest player of all time. Uh, you know it. All right, Jamie. Jamie with, let's take a look at Jamie's team. Russell Wilson. So Jamie has Wilson and Kittle. That's a top five quarterback, a top two tight end. Kamara, David Johnson. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Parker, Sterling Shepard, Leonard Fournette at flex, Carrion Johnson on the bench, and... Oh, you want me to pick? I do. No, I'm going to take Jalen Rager. Cool. All right, so the, it's just a good time for the rookie wide receivers. I mean, I'm used to seeing them go in round eight. We're here in round 10. Let's take a look at Heath's team through 10 rounds. No quarterback. Henry and Carson. So half PPR, maybe 55 catches combined for them. Something like that. What do you think? Henry and Carson, is that is that okay with you? That seems like a... That's exactly a, what they had last year. Oh. Seems like a good guess. <laughs> I probably, probably shouldn't have picked exactly what they had last year, but okay, in the ballpark. But is that okay with you in half PPR? Yeah, it's perfect. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry on a per-game basis was the number two running back in this format last year. He was. I don't think people expect him to do it again, though. Well, that's why he was available at the number six pick and not the number two pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he was available, too. Uh, you have DJ Moore, AJ Green, and Michael Gallup. Mark Andrews at tight end. Damian Williams at flex. Your bench as Jamison Crowder, Tevin Coleman, and Alan Lazard. You like it? I like it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm um I kind of regret the Andrews pick a little bit, but again, I think the receivers are a little bit short on floor, but I like the upside. All right. We got so three rookie wide receivers in a row. Jefferson to me, Rager to Jamie, Henry Ruggs to Tommy, then Josh Allen and Tom Brady are picked. Now, Dave, I wonder why you took Breeze. There's a chance that uh by the time you get your next pick. Maybe not Breeze, but maybe Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan still on the board. Did you think all those guys, are we about to see a tight quarterback run? Are we in the middle of one? I think we're in the middle of one because I took Breeze and now Josh Allen, Tom Brady are gone. And I would imagine at least one more from Ryan Stafford and Wentz will go off the board. I like Brady or Brady. I like Breeze the best of that bunch and uh, was really thrilled to take him in round 10. I think I'm going to wait on quarterback unless unless I come down with Mahomes in round three or uh, Lamar Jackson in round three. I think I'm going to 
well, I guess I can't say that for sure because if Dak is there in round six or Russell Wilson in round six, I guess I guess the what I should say is I think it's right to play the value game with quarterback. And if you reach, you lose with quarterback this year. You just can't do it. So as long as you're getting a good value, you feel like it's a great value on your pick for the quarterback, take it. Does it often come down to I've been saying for years? Does it often come down to the other players? The non quarterbacks who are there? Sure. We, that, we talked about this earlier in this draft. If you're looking at the running backs, receivers, and tight ends that are there, and they all stink and gravitating toward a quarterback, that's probably going to be the remove. But if there's a couple of receivers you like or a tight end, maybe there's a need you have in one of those positions, you'll take that over quarterback. There will always be a quarterback available in a one-quarterback league for you to take and feel really good about, always. I really feel... Jamie, are you going to take Deshaun Jackson? A little friendship there? Um, no. <laughs> um, I am, uh, I'm taking a lottery ticket running back here. So there's uh, three guys, I guess, that I'm eyeing. Uh, neither of them got picked, so I'm going to take the one I have franked the highest, which is Chase Edmonds. So if something happens to Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake, Chase Edmonds will be an absolute star, and Edmonds may play a little bit uh, alongside of Drake as well. Yeah, I, look, I can't get... Um political on this or anything, but I, I won't draft Deshaun Jackson in a real draft. I'm going to take him here. And I think you guys are too low on him. You know, what do you think about, about that? I, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's political. Um, but that's like, yeah, if he plays 16 games, we're probably way too low on him. For sure. Um, I, another guy that I kind of think when we talk about the lottery ticket running backs, we don't really ever consider him one, but he certainly was in the limited opportunity last year. I'm going to take Latavius Murray. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that yeah. probably would have made more sense for me, given the fact that I have Kamara, but, um, <laughs> I, I have Edmonds ranked higher too. Um, yep. yeah. Oh. Who's the jerk that took Tony Pollard? Chris Towers. I don't jerk. know. Gretch took Boston Scott though. That's who I was going to take here. All right, so round 11 is apparently handcuff round, but you know, if you have a a great running back, if you have Zeke, if you have um, Cook, you might have to go earlier than that. Matt Ryan off the board of Ben. So, let's see, did it work out who are the quarterbacks left? Yeah, I don't know if you would have gotten Drew Brees or Matt Ryan or, you know. You made you made a good job. You made a good there, pick. But Ryan probably still would have been there. Okay. Well, it's a little risky to just, you know, have one left. So, Dave, you did a good job in the last round. You're on the clock hey, right now. Hey, go me. Way to, way to go. What are you going to do? I'm going with AJ, don't call me Corey Dillon. And hoping that uh, Aaron Jones regresses, which is going to be pretty obvious that he will. He can't score a touchdown every game, can he? Can he? <laughs> Josh Kelly off the board. Brandon Ayuk off the board. You guys let me know if there are any, you know, very noteworthy picks here as we get to round 12 of this. Ayuk is so interesting because, again, rookie, but could be stepping into just a tremendous role if you don't have uh, Debo Samuel there. I'm really curious what's going to happen with the the veteran receivers in San Francisco if Debo is out because Kendrick Bourne and Trent Taylor, you know, are these guys going to have an opportunity to step up? What about Ayuk is not ready to go? You think Jalen Hurd's ready? Uh, Jalen Hurd's another one. Yeah, it's a good call. Dante uh, Pettis still exists, right? I think yeah. so. He's still on the roster. They, there's been some reports out of San Francisco about Bourne. Um, I picked him up in a dynasty league. He was just sitting there just to see what happens because, again, you know, he he scored some touchdowns for the 
for the offense last year. And somebody's going to have to catch passes. It's not just going to be George Kittle and they're going to run all day if, if Samuel misses you know, the start of the season. Darrington Evans and Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz Great to start around 12 is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, so actually maybe Dave, you shouldn't have taken Breeze. <laughs> it's all right. No, you I'm never know how it's going to work out. Like You can't second-guess every pick, right? Well, Dave, didn't you know that Drew Brees is not going to play well because there's going to be no fans in New Orleans? That's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're going to need somebody to start in his home games. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, look, I can guess Ben's next pick. Okay, go. Oh, Stafford. Maybe you can't. Or maybe you can. St- oh, it's Stafford. I'll wait until Dave picks, so I won't put it in his head. Uh, it's He's already in my queue if it's who you're thinking. Is it this guy? No. Oh, okay. oh you took Breeze and Stafford, huh? That's uh, right. Yeah. Kill Harry. Oh, Schrager no. takes Schrager the Kill Harry. That's tough. He could have Chenault here, though. He, could he took Chenault. Hawkinson. So I'm assuming Jamie with Kittle and... Heath with Andrews will not be taking backup tight. Oh, Heath, you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> you will not be taking backup tight. Oh, Heath actually just took the tight end. I was about to draft. Well, you said so earlier in the show. Yeah. Are you doing this just the best with me? Damian Williams, Johnny Smith. Uh, well, he smiled when you said that. Yeah. Um, but I do again, I said it just a few minutes ago. I do think it's true. If you're playing, if you're drafting in a league where you're not going to have Sunday free agency, then you need to have two tight ends and two quarterbacks. Okay. Well, I also think, you know, we, we do a lot of drafts with a lot of the same people and a lot of the same player pools, the guys that we're, we're taking from. So we're like, I I've done now. I think it's uh three drafts with uh, random users. I do this all the time um, where I just, you know, jump into a draft room and, and uh, with 11 other people. And, you know, you see, the, the people that are, are taking two quarterbacks and how early they're doing it and, and two tight ends and how early they're doing it and loading up on certain players that we may not even be drafting. So there, there's a little bit of a difference there when, you know, we know almost every player that we're all going to take. True. So did you make your last pick, Jamie? Your most recent uh, pick? No, oh. I just took Steven oh. Sims. Though. I was going to take him. <laughs> I was about to give a stat about Steven Sims. Yeah, I was like... Because I have McLaurin. Uh, he had seven or more targets in each of his last four games. Had a lot of work down the stretch. Seven, 11, 10, and eight targets. I mean, I've been saying it for a while. You know, it's, uh, it's a good opportunity. He has a chance to, um, you know, be the slot receiver there with, we'll see if it's Cody Latimer or Antonio Gandy-Golden on the outside. Um, I'm excited for Gandy-Golden as well. But I think Sims, you know, he's got a rapport with, with Haskins. And, you know, we'll see what the coaching staff does if they change things around for him. 16.5 PPR points per game in those last four. And I think he's got the leg up, like Jamie said, on, on the slot receiver role. Love him in the late rounds. Yeah, and I think, you know, makes even more sense if you have McLaurin. I don't mind handcuffing. You know I should have taken Sims where I took Stafford, and then I would have been able to get another quarterback later. Oh, My, yeah, you would have. You would have been able to get, like, Daniel Jones or Jared Goff or somebody like yep, that. That's yeah. what I should have done. The question is, like, I think Jared Goff is so good and so undervalued, but I have Mahomes. Should I take him? I don't understand you. Like, there's sometimes you're talking about drafting three quarterbacks, and then there's times where you're like, we've got a legitimate pandemic, and we may find out Sunday morning your quarterback's okay. not going to play, and you're not sure if you should have a backup quarterback or not. Well, okay, because Heath, like, there's going to be players on the waiver wire. 
you know, there will be quarterbacks on the waiver wire. I, I can tell, but we have two rounds left. Of, we have three rounds left, and most people have still have to take a DST. So we have essentially two picks left. I don't think everybody's taking a second quarterback. All right. Yeah. If, you were ta- if you were not factoring in the pandemic and you had Patrick Mahomes, no. you would not take a no. second quarterback. I would not. No. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. All right, let's see some recent picks. Golden Tate, Baker Mayfield, the Steelers DST for real. Anthony McFarland. And we are waiting for Tommy right now. We're in round 13, ladies and gentlemen, of a 15-round draft. Michael Pittman also went before Golden Tate. Got to get Paris Campbell in my queue. Who are some guys you're excited to take at this point? Uh, Tommy to take him. I'm going to take Reichwell Armstead, which will work out well as the Fournette owner to get him this late. There you go. Heath, who are you excited to take? Um, I'm going to draft a couple of quarterbacks, and I'm very, very thankful that Tommy took Aaron Rodgers because he was my top-rated quarterback. I'm probably just going to have to change that because there's like four quarterbacks behind him that I wanted to draft over him. Dave? Oh, I'm on the clock. Dave, I hate everybody that's left. Like? Oh, that's not true. There's a couple of players that are interesting. Noah Fant is still on the board. Oh, no, Noah, well, he no, is not. He was on the board. Yeah. <laughs> he is on my team now. Why you're not more excited about Blake Darwin after what we talked about yesterday? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, targets are Everybody. certainly there for him. Yeah. I Look, it's tough to play the target game, say there are this many targets available. That's contingent on the Cowboys throwing the same amount of times they threw last year. Amari Cooper not getting more targets. Michael Gallup not getting more targets. You think Cooper and Gallup are going to get more targets with Lamb and... and... I Look, I maybe. I think more likely Cooper. Um, it's He didn't even have 120 targets, did he? Number one wide receiver, like a true number one, usually would. Well, he had one game with zero, I think. Yeah. Or one. But he does He also played year. through an injury last year. Typically, he misses some time when he gets hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that excited. Like... What do you say? He could be top 12? I think that. I just don't think he could be great. Jarwin, that is. Um, all right. Let's see. Daniel Jones to Ben Shroud. Oh, sorry. I missed a few picks. Cam Newton to Heath. Blake Jarwin to Ben Gretsch. Daniel Jones to Ben Schrager. Dave takes Brashad Perryman. RJ White takes Justin Jackson. I think so we Heath, can- are you adjusting your rankings and putting Cam over Rodgers? I will be adjusting my rankings yeah. and putting Cam over Rodgers, I think. All right, we can end it with this pick here from Andrew Balmer to finish out round 13 and only two picks, two rounds left. We'll start with Jamie's team. Jamie had the fourth pick. How did it turn out, Jamie? I like it a lot. I mean, you know, I, I think you, you had the sentiment, right, that I'm not thrilled about guys like David Johnson and Leonard Fournette. Neither are your kids. Values. I'm sorry? Neither are your kids. I uh, know my kids are my, my two-year-old is screaming um, uh, the value where I got them. You know, David Johnson is going to be so interesting because I think if he's healthy, uh, we saw Carlos side crawl his way to a thousand yards and David Johnson was still better in the passing game last year. I think we give him credit for. So is it really that he's done or was he just a bad fit for Cliff Kingsbury's offense? And so I think the offensive line is going to play behind slightly better than the one he played behind last year. And I don't think based on the way they used Duke Johnson last year, that they're going to necessarily try and force Duke Johnson on the field, even in passing situations. So if Johnson play, David Johnson plays 16 games, I think round four could end up being a steal. And again, I think these two guys in particular 
industry-wise, we're probably a little bit lower on than, than the rest of the community, fantasy community. So Fournette, same thing. You know, his workload is is going to be reduced in the passing game, but I also don't think he's going to score only three touchdowns. So round five for a guy that should be featured back, getting Reichel Armstead makes it a little bit better. Um, I'm not a big Devontae Parker fan either, but to get him where I get him was thrilled about that. And then, uh, you know, the rest of the group, you know, Ridley and, and Kittle, I think are, uh, you know, very good players at their respective positions. It's Wilson, Kamara, David Johnson, Ridley, Parker, and Shepard, Kittle, and Flexus Fournette with some with a pretty good bench as well. Uh, I had the next pick, the, the fifth pick in the draft, and I took Ezekiel Elliott. My team is Mahomes, Zeke, Devin Singletary, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, and Will Fuller, Jared Cook at tight end, J.K. Dobbins at flex, although that's more likely to be Deshaun Jackson or Anthony Miller, maybe Daryl Henderson. I think Dobbins is kind of a stash in play. So that's my bench, plus Noah Fan, Justin Jefferson, and Paris Campbell, who I just selected. And Heath had the... Uh, my team sucks. Heath has the next pick. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah. He loved it so much yeah. at the beginning. It fell apart. Fell apart. It, it did get worse. Uh, I've got the absolute dream team at quarterback, Cam Newton and Gardner Minshew, um, <laughs> winning all the style points. Uh, running back starters are Derek Henry and Chris Carson. I also have Damian Williams, Tevin Coleman, Latavius Murray. My wide receivers, I've got DJ Moore, AJ Green, and Michael Gallup. On the bench, I've got Jamison Crowder and Alan Lazard. And then I have Mark Andrews and Janu Smith at tight end. Yeah, that's so good either. I'm surprised you didn't do a little uh, handcuffing there, Adam, with uh, Malcolm Brown. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't have it today. I just don't have, like, I'm, wow. I'm terrible at this. Uh, Dave, you had the ninth pick. Yeah. San- Sanders was my pick at ninth overall. I'll just run down the team uh, lineup style. Breeze, a quarterback, got him around 10. Love that. James Conner, Miles Sanders are the top two running backs. Hopkins, Metcalf, Chark. What a trio at wide receiver. I love that. Hunter Henry at tight end. Melvin Gordon is in my flex. On my bench, I've got Darius Slayton, A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, along with Steve Sims and Daniel Jones. Thank you very much. That's that's what I wish I had. You have Steve Sims? No. <laughs> oh, I, I should have taken Steve Sims when, uh, when I did take Matthew Stafford. I should have taken him then. I didn't. I took Stafford, and I paid for it by drafting for short term. <laughs> I do have the Ravens DST though, so ooh, nice, fancy. Uh, all right, not bad. Yeah, I got one pick left. Don't know what I'm going to do with it. Let's see who has the best team. I'll be the judge. The guy who has the worst team is going to judge the best team. The guy who says he doesn't have it today is now it's, going to really judge. based on a start, right? Yeah, probably. Schrager's yeah, it's pretty good. Schrager, Schrager's the winner. He's got Matt Ryan and Daniel Jones, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Galladay, Beckham, and Boyd, Hayden Hurst at tight end. The flex is going to be either Marlon Mack or Mark, I'll say Mark Ingram, Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle, um, Ian Thomas, John Brown, and Nikhil Harry on the bench. It's really good, Ben. Ben Schrager, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. At least I had it today, unlike somebody. The new host of the show. Ben Schrager. Uh, well, 
I think you got to give Tommy Tran's team a little bit of love. Well, let's do it, Dave. Let's Tommy do Tran. it. Back at quarterback. His running backs are Edwards Elaire, Swift, and Moss. So he went young at running back. He's not believing uh, what we were talking about earlier in the show. Michael Thomas at wide receiver is pretty good. Cooper Cup at wide receiver is really good. Uh, Ruggs is behind him along with um, Pittman, Michael Pittman, Robbie Anderson, Van Jefferson. I don't know why. Uh, Ertz and Higby, dual tight end, Kablamo. He could use them both if he wants to. I don't like this team at all. You know what? <laughs> He might need to start one of those tight ends at running back the first. Yeah, month are you can, I, I do not like this team at all. <laughs> okay, I, well, you know what? I'm not in the same camp of thinking as you guys are. I don't mind taking a rookie. Oh run. yeah, I I didn't realize the scope of this team. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I like yeah. it. I think it's a good team. I like Tommy. He's a nice guy. Oh, he's a very nice uh, guy. The fact that you have to start the three rookies is terrible. Yeah, and it's not even like he has three stud receivers. Like he has two, but Henry Ruggs is his third. And I do like the fact that he drafted two tight ends that are like elite tight ends, and they both have the same bye week. Hurts <laughs> <laughs> and Higby. Higby's his flex right now. I mean, that's just wild. Oh, Dave, any other crappy teams we should give some love to? <laughs> Let's look at yours, Adam. <laughs> yeah, we can look at mine again. What went wrong with my team? I don't know. It just... Will Fuller in round six. We can start there. We'll see. We'll see about that. I don't have a problem with Will Fuller there. I thought it was a good pick. I think my team would be better once I, because I looked at it, I saw Dobbins at flex, but I didn't draft him to be my flex. So You would have felt better if you had Marlon Mack, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you on Thursday with another episode, and I will try to have it for that episode. want to thank Ben Schrager and his awesome team. Dave, Jamie, Heath. Tommy Trent is a terrible team. Don't tell him. Uh, I said that. And I'm Adam. We'll talk to you Thursday. See you later on Fantasy Football Today. Go win your league. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.